World Design Embassies are a program of the Dutch Design Foundation. And I work year-round with partners and stakeholders to look at the role that design can play in the development of new perspectives and concrete solutions for challenges we face as a society in a quickly changing world. And now our guest is Shraha Liefne. She works in the context of the Embassy of Rethinking Plastic. Um, well, in general, in my work, uh, I'm kind of doing criticism about the whole system of, of design. And for me, it's very critical that um, we rethink the whole picture. A lot of times when people work with materials, designers especially, they think, oh, we have a waste stream, let's make something out of it. But it's lacking the soul of the material. And so for me, rethinking plastic is really like finding uh, yeah, the future perspective, the past perspective, perspective, but not only focusing on what happens now in the short term. And in order to make objects with plastic, you go to the beach to collect plastic that has been used and that even the sea did not want. Yeah, also, also I work with uh, ocean plastic. Uh, at the beginning, I collected my own from the beach. Uh, sometimes I work with uh, plastic which is designated for landfills, so that even recycling plastic uh, companies don't work, don't want. Um, because I'm interested in the future of it. So I'm looking at the environment where it will exist. And what are you making out of these plastics? So this is actually uh, my main focus with plastic. is called uh, It's a big project called Metamorphism. It's a speculative material research. And I work with it as if a craftsman would work with it. So it becomes very uh, precious material, a craft material in a way. If we're looking at thousands of years from now, we're not going to probably work We're hoping that we won't make petrol-based plastics anymore, but we'll replace them with something else. So what will happen when we find those plastic from the past, from the plastic uh, era, and they already transformed with nature? So what I do, I really work with them like very carefully, like a craftsman, craftswoman, and uh, I make very sculptural uh, vases or kind of... Um, I really like to work with vessels, more like in the philosophical way. Um, yeah, so it's very open because it's, uh, yeah, it's materials that it's so flexible to work with. Now, I've seen a few pictures of the work that you are creating. They look a bit to me like you treat it as grit, as marble grit, or as something that you just press together without searching for the real polished surfaces or really go for the things that plastics may be good at. Exactly. So for me, uh, it was very crucial to, so, to show the, the rough part of plastic because when it's in nature, it combines and it becomes raw. And also like looking at the past, like when it was part of nature as oil or part of organic animals and plants. So kind of like um, a juxtaposition to what we have now with plastic because everybody recognizes it as a super polished, super uh, technical material. Uh, things that are made in a factory almost without human uh, intervention, human hand. And I think that's way more interesting as a perspective. Do you hate the polished plastic? No, not at all. Uh, people are always asking me, like, what is your position about plastic? Is it good or bad? And I, in general, in my work as a designer, I want to look at it in a neutral perspective. So I want to give it a, a place to express itself as a material, to people to connect to it in different ways, how they feel emotionally about it. 
uh, what they know about it. What is the process when you make an object with plastic? Are you playing with the material and then you see what comes out of it? Or do you have a mental idea about this plastic used to be a bottle, so I want to create something like a bottle or a future of a bottle? What is going through your mind? Uh, specifically, I, uh, the objects I make, they relate uh, to the way we worked with clay in the past. So more archetypes of clay, kind of like signaling this is uh, going to be a natural resource, something that is connecting us back to the earth and not the way it is now. Um, the thing is that it's interesting because what I made, this composite material, uh, I call it lithoplast, which comes from the word uh, lithos and plast. So lithos means stone and plast is malleable or can be molded in ancient Greek. And um, And for me, it's really interesting because uh, the moment I make a composite material and it's not purely plastic, I can work with it for uh, by hand for almost like five minutes. So I work in small batches and it becomes very sculptural. So I do work with some kind of a plan. I do have some kind of a mold. But yeah, it gets its own life almost. That's how I work. And even while you are explaining it, you're playing with your hands. You like to touch and feel the material. Yes, very much, very much. That's how I am. I'm a tactile person. I always touch everything. <laughs> I'm very doubtful if we can find materials, at least in the short term, that can replace plastic. Because plastic is way beyond what we see and touch in our everyday. It's also like one of the things that helped us to reach uh, the technological advancements in medicine, in uh, in everything so I even I don't say we're addicted to plastic but I say we're uh, relying on plastic. Can I summarize your way of rethinking plastic is we have to continue to use plastic because we have no other way but we must carefully think of how we use it and how we reuse it. Yes exactly because also we're running out of fossil fuels so at some point we won't have any choice so I think At least now we can already have like time to rethink about it and see what we can do. Have we made in the past enough plastic to do anything we want to do in future? Or have we made the wrong plastics because what you find in the beach is not what we really want? I don't think we made the wrong plastic. I think we, we kind of like created something without thinking about it through. And it became kind of a monster out of control. So I think it, it could have been something very beautiful. And it is kind of like this... I call it the prima materia almost, like the absolute material. Um, but I think that it came, got out of our control in a way. And that's what we need to think also when we create new materials. How do your creations help in this respect? Um, well, because metamorphism, it's more, a, it's a speculative material research. Um, what you do with, with speculative design, it's more like a critic. So it's like giving us a glimpse to the future to understand what is happening now. And I think a lot of the reactions I found from people, it's that it scares them because they're like immediately understand like the role of plastic in nature. That it really like every piece of plastic we make will end up in nature. And people are getting really scared of it. But I think I'm not here to scare anyone. I'm here to, to give you a glimpse of what might happen. And that's like kind of a thought experiment. So I think for me, that's the, the major point of this project. Are you concerned with how people think about plastic? Do you get angry when you see a um, plastic bottle in the street? 
Uh, no. And to be honest, I use plastic and yeah, I use it every day. I, I also, I'm trying my best, but still, you know, I'm still a consumer of plastic. Um, the thing is that from my research, I also found out a little bit that there is a lot of myth behind like what happens to the plastic the moment you put it in the recycle bin or the moment you put it in a normal bin. Most people, they live in their comfortable zone, in their comfortable bubble. They're a little bit this moralistic view. Okay, I put the bottle in a recycling bin. Now it's going to be something beautiful or it's going to be recycled or I got rid of the problem. And there's really lack of knowledge about what happens really in the recycling industry. More on the work of Shahar Liefne and the Embassy of Rethinking Plastic on worlddesignembassies.com.